The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Campion here with Carlos and Julie Munoz. And for those of you on video with Baby Munoz as well. So if you hear him jump in uh, with things to say, that'll just be that. These guys are... Um, have been our next level group. They own TMP for Tidy My Place Janitorial. They're actually in Chicago. They've uh, had the company for six years. And I just love bringing on people like this because they've uh, listened to a bunch of my nonsense and I'm sure they've tried some of it and worked and some of it didn't and some they love and some they hate. And I just love um, getting actual real life owners who have transformed their lives and their business and, and share from their perspective uh, you know, we spend a lot from our team telling you what we think or we see working from, you know, coach's perspective, helpful, but it's always good to hear client's perspective because they can kind of be like the, not just, you know, we know it works empirically in terms of if you do this, you'll get this, but they can, can kind of give you like, that kind of sounded full of crap and we didn't like doing it. And here's how that felt, or here's how we experienced, here's how it felt uh, doing it, what worked really well for us or really poorly on a more granular level. So as opposed to us just telling you like, Here's generally what works for everybody. They can tell you here's exactly what worked for us, and here's what we liked or didn't like, or here's here's how we felt experiencing that. Um, and I got to be honest, for those of you on video, I've seen Julie many many times. This is the nicest she's looked. Carlos looks the same. So for dudes, we're like going to be on a video podcast. No, nobody cares. Julie is actually momming as we speak. All hair and may look like looking all gorgeous. So uh, don't think I don't notice when it's just me. Judy's like, you don't get that. And even I didn't dress up for the calls. This yeah, nothing. But now I'm podcast. Like, oh, no, this is put together. Julie. I'm like, who's the professional chick? Uh-huh. So this is new yeah, we do it every once in a while. Everyone's all right, good. So anytime you want, you know, have a nice night out with your bride, call me. We'll do a podcast right before, you know, <laughs> Julie, if you're looking all fly and then you guys can go out and have a good time. All right. So I always like starting just so people, if we start at the end, people are like, well, they're different or they're smart or they were born lucky or, you know, they they have something different. So I like kind of starting at the beginning or when we met, when you reached out, like, hey, things aren't working. We're struggling. So people can identify like, oh, I have those struggles or I didn't. So and it's been a couple of years since we worked together. So I have also forgotten and like to hear when you reached out or yeah, reached out. Is that the right? I don't know if that's all you grammar teachers out there. My apology if when you reached out is not a correct sentence. What made you reach out is a better way to go. What was not working? What, what were you hoping you get help with? Like kind of paint us a before picture if you would. I say you can do that one, uh, Julie, just because yeah. like initially we heard it through a podcast when Julie joined the lead and she can kind of give you her. Yeah. So I had started the company and Carlos was helping me out. We weren't married yet. And then he told me about your podcast. Like I've been listening to this guy. He's got some great stuff. Like I think it would help you a lot in your business. And at the time I knew I had a business, but I didn't, I had no way of mapping. Like, is it actually going well? Am I making money? Am I ready for growth? So I, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of pain, but I knew I would soon if I didn't answer those questions. So I reached out to just pretty much say, I know this business, this business could be more. I don't know if it's great or not. Like I want to join the program. So I did the, um, the initial, you know, nine week program. And I would say at that time it saved my business. I realized in some accounts I wasn't making money, you know, changed pricing up to revenue with a few simple decisions. Um, and at the end of it, I thought, wow, I, my business would not have lasted past this year had I not received the coaching that I did from Mike. 
And then fast forward a few years, we got married and we decided we were going to run the business together. But in looking at it, it, it hadn't grown. You said and, some really important stuff. So I want to hear that, yes. but I, I'm going to forget. So let me comment and then you can, I'll, I'll let you pick right up. So one, just as an observation, it's funny how a lot of times the spouse doesn't always have to be the man or the woman, but the, the non-owner, the helper, the one that has a job or whatever. Um, is always recommending the podcast because they're so sick. Not not saying this was in your case. Like I'm, so, I can't coach. I'm just so sick of hearing the same problem. Like talk, listen to this other guy. So I love that Carlos. Like what are you listening to? You know, there's the assumption and leave me the heck alone. Not that Carlos would have, but it's just that's funny. More importantly, I want to give you a big compliment, Julie, and call this out because this is very unusual. Unfortunately, I'd say over eighty percent, maybe over ninety percent of the people come to us in massive pain. So. Mm-hmm. I love Julie, your proactiveness of things felt okay. And I knew that it maybe wasn't going to be great in the future. You know, like I was more future proofing my business, but so proactive. Humans are naturally very good at solving problems when there's pain, but not good at preventing problems. So I just want to encourage you personally, like, good job for not waiting until everything's a dumpster fire and then like come put this out. And for those listening, you don't have to wait until everything's a bloody mess to get it fixed. Um, and oftentimes when people don't think it's that bad, they kind of come in like, holy crap. Like, so you didn't come going many people, most people come to us going, if I don't get this fixed, my business isn't going to make it. Um, you came going, I think we're okay. And then in retrospect, which I'm glad that we did meet you and it didn't turn terrible retrospect. You're like, I don't know that my business would have made it. So just wanted to encourage you on being in the minority of let's do something proactively as opposed to let's just wait until everything's on fire. And I want to encourage clean nation be a Julie, don't be the the majority, which is like, everything's going to be fine. It'll work itself out. I'm going to try this new thing with Google, or there's always a new thing we think we're going to try. We've tried 17 new things before that didn't work, but this new thing, that's going to be the one. So I just wanted to encourage you on that. Continue with your narrative. Okay. So then um, we joined, we were doing the business together about a year and a half ago in similar spot, but we were saying, we were looking back saying the business, again, like the business is okay, but we haven't grown. Um, so what do we need to do to excuse me <laughs> yeah what do we need to do to get it to the next level to grow um we need it to make more revenue and we need to know like our specific roles more defined so. okay and what we, we, we might have a baby we might have angry baby we might may or may not it might be us just being carlos now so we can <laughs> We can talk for real now now that she's gone um so what was your i love that because we don't really do a lot of the spouse's perspective, certainly not where they're dating, kind of got in, got married. Like what was your experience? Yeah. Just if you tell the same story from your perspective, I think that'd be very helpful to a lot of uh, owners out there. Yeah. I certainly am when we're dating um, and and Julie started the business um, it it, to be coming from a, I used to operate another business. It was a logistics company for X amount of years. And so I came from my kind of like that mindset of like, this is, this is the best thing for, for you now, even as dating that you can be your own boss. And so, uh, just the idea of providing a service to me, it made sense from even the circles that she used to operate in of like, Hey, you know, I used to, she used to kind of volunteer or help volunteers clean spaces for her nonprofit organization that she used to be part of. And it makes sense to then like, you know, since she was already directing people in the cleaning aspect of things that she can then like own her own company and be able to do that herself. Uh, so when, when starting the company, um, obviously it, it took some time into actually created some traction. Um, but kind of fast forward into 
uh, about a year and a half ago, um, the logistic company uh, that I used to uh, manage was was just not doing as well as I thought. And uh, we were looking at like, what was actually financially making sense for us? And this is after COVID and it was a cleaning company. And even though I was I was still part of the business even before that, because we had a lot of uh, Spanish speaking uh, crew members that I was translating for Julie or I was I, I was part of it, but like from a, from a distance. Um, but it wasn't until we made the decision, hey, let's do this together. Let's actually um, work in one kind of a core, one vision. Can, and the two of us put our heads together and actually take this to another level. And that's when we decided to then do the next level with you. Uh, so then I can catch a vision of what you were actually coaching. So I don't want to, I want to just get clear in my mind because I, you know, I know how I experienced it, but I'm like, I didn't know all this. Sounds like when you guys started, you were dating, she had this, which it sounds like it was paying her bills and you had your job and it was doing Correct. that. And now it sounds like is this the full-time gig for both of you guys it's like hey this is paying all of the bills that's correct yeah for the last year and a half we've uh focused on this and uh really the, the goal is to grow it and um and with your systems and what you actually coach us with it's it's made a big difference in how we see our business now so for the guys and gals out there listening who want a big difference what was the biggest kind of win you had so they go oh i want that win and what would you say would be the number one or two top one or two contributors that got that result for you yeah i i i would say just the clarity and goals uh the goals that we uh, set ourselves with but also just like the the roles that we play in the business right so just having like good boundaries and like this is what i do this is my lane this is your lane but also kind of like um keeping um i always say a good um accountability of like hey if we're going after this like we knew that we needed some help right and then that was you and so for me personally it was like kind of honing in and and really just a marketing aspect of the business the marketing and actually looking at how we can actually drive more sales and and that being kind of my sole focus um yeah uh, so i would say really clarity and defining our roles in the business so let me put words back in your mouth you can tell me if i'm tracking or if i've missed what i hear you saying is before you were a little muddy on the most important things that should be done so you weren't sure what should be done as a global piece and then if you're not clear on the important things that need to be done how can we break it into who should be doing what when we don't know what the the big what of what should be getting done is that fair or did i miss yeah, that's, that's absolutely right um so I think that, yeah, so, so with, with the coaching that we received, I think it was easy for me to identify, Hey, wh what is actually driving this business for? Right. So, cause before it was more like, we just kind of just had some like clients that they were maybe word of mouth type of thing. Right. And so we were not actively trying to grow the company because for one, I think it was just kind of scary of like, if we grow, like, do we have the systems in place? And we didn't like, so we had, we had stuff running but it was i think i think it kind of just happened rather than we were intentional so when we kind of became more intentional and more proactive after going after things i think it the clarity was there and it just made sense to actually do it together so again i'm gonna keep repeating because i think i'm getting you what i hear you saying is when you were kind of earlier on you've had a just general gut feeling like we're capacity like even if we could grow if we could get new clients that might 
I don't say bust us, but break. Like we just, things are at the edge of being under control. And if we get more clients and grow, they're going to spin out of control. So the clarity and the goals allowed you to be like, okay, if we really did want, so you kind of like built the the vehicle for the business before you built the business, right? We have to, right now, the, the cup that we have the business in is full. If we're going to get more, more revenue, what's in the cup, we need a bigger cup. Is that? Yeah, correct. And that was mainly just because we were, we were a household trying to run, you know, two businesses at the same time, right? But it wasn't until we actually then got clarity of like, hey, this this commercial cleaning company has potential. We obviously needed some help, but like Julie did an amazing job, like getting it to where it, where it was. But I knew in order to grow, we needed to think bigger, have a bigger picture, bigger vision. But in order to kind of get there, we needed some systems to kind of take us there. And that's kind of like in the journey that we are now. Um, uh, casting vision and actually but applying once we have the system we know the scalability it's possible because we have like the very basic of systems to get us there hey new friend love that you are here if you want more cleaning nation more us you can check us out on youtube similar content you just get to see each other it's totally free or if you want to say hey hit us up on instagram twitter join our free facebook group we love hearing from you cleaning nation that's what makes it magic jump on we'll see you there so I hate to simplify, but we've got to, I don't know, say, well, try and give the people what they want. There's always a like easy button. So what was the big for clean nation out there? It's like, yeah, but this is all very general. Give me the specific. What was the thing that you did that I can do? Or what was the, the number one thing, the big change? Like, give me something to do. Like, give me something tactical I can sink my teeth into. Um, what would you say to guys or gals asking that question of you? Um. Well, I would say looking at our numbers, right? Looking at our numbers, like our our financials, uh, actually understanding that on a week to week or month to month, and understanding kind of like the profit at the end of the day, right? So, like it was great, the money, you know, money was coming in, but we were not like directing the money where to go, right? And so, I think in some ways, I would say getting our financials in order and understanding like our cuts are good soul. Um, I think that that was like for me radical in the sense that we were then able to then raise our prices so i would say just like knowing us as a company knowing that we actually provide immense value to clients and knowing that what we're worth and and then actually then offering those services from that mind frame rather than like oh like we're just doing the service and and you know pay us whatever you think is fair but actually creating a worth in what we offer was helpful for me so i think i don't think i know a lot of listeners out there like, well, I would love, I know I need to know what my cost goods sold. I know I need to get my finances together, but I don't know how to do that. So how, what changed? What went you from, what moved you from the category of being one of those guys or gals going, I know I should to, I actually have, like, I'm. how did you get confident in your numbers? I, I mean, I would say through, I'm in the coaching, this mindsets, right? So I think for me, it was a mindset shift um, of like, hey, like, you can actually, you know, price it where it actually makes sense for your business. Um, so I think it was just all like a mindset that was provided through the coaching of understanding like, hey, like if you do this, your business can actually be at a healthier place by just simply moving things around. But it all started with me and, and us as as business owners. Okay. So, so that don't know if your question. Yeah. So move just the belief of we can choose our like it sounds like you were kind of at, we just have to get customers whatever price we think we can get because we're not really clear on the value that we bring or what that's anchored to, to going, I know what it costs to make this happen. I know what a fair profit is. 
And we can say no to a client or a client can say no to us on price. And that doesn't mean we priced it wrong or that we're bad or that we're insane. It just means that client's not a fit for us at this time. Am I oversimplifying or is that? Yeah, no, no, that's exactly correct. Right. So we can maybe, I don't know if she wants to add anything in that, but I was going to ask her the kind of a similar big start with that same question, uh, just to, because we're running out of time to wrap. So for you, Julie, what was the big, you know, I hate to simplify because everyone just wants the easy button. It's like, there's a thousand small steps, but we'll do our best for you. What was the big thing that you felt I mean, had the most leverage, right? Where you're like, I can do this fairly quickly with not a tremendous amount of, you know, if clean nations, like if I could just do one thing to make the biggest difference based on your experience, what would that be? Yeah. So I have two things and um, there are definitely things I felt strong resistance on when you brought them to the table or one of your mindset coaches brought them to the table. Those are my favorite, by the way. It's not the one where like Mike told me to do it and it made perfect sense yeah. and I did it immediately because those are few and far between. So now and I'm doubling your work. So now I'm going to ask two questions. A, what were they? What did you do? And all that. But how did you shift from this is crap? He can't make me do it. I know he's wrong to not only did I do it, but I'm telling other human beings to do the same thing so they can kind of go, okay, because they're going to have that same resistance you did. And you'd be like, I was there, sister. I was there, brother. I felt that way. So yeah. walk us not just the physical, what you did, but the mental, how you, how you made that shift. Cause I think that's probably the harder part. Okay. We'll try. Um, yeah. And, and just bless your team. Cause one of, one of them is like, well, Mike would say this and I stand by it too. And she kind of got my, <laughs> my anger about it. I don't know if you did, but <laughs> Um, I didn't, but that's, so, you know, that's that's why we got an amazing team. Go ahead. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And she stuck to it. Like, this is the right thing to do, right? So the first was was the hiring funnel related to the hiring funnel and holding that group interview every week and the temptation to slow down your hiring funnel when you got too many people and they all need more hours and you need more work. And I would be the one to turn off the hiring funnel and turn it back on and turn it on and off. And, um, but it was just, hey, everybody you get an application from, invite them to that first group interview. And I didn't want to fill up our funnel with a bunch of people who weren't really serious. But as soon as we just said, Hey, if, if you reach out an interest in this job, we will invite you to the group interview and we will hold it every week. And we put a VA in charge of those group interviews or a, a, a person other than us to really do the, like the interview process, seeing multiple members of our team and seeing it through each week. Um, our show rate of interviews just like went from probably like 4% to like 25%. And then since doing that first group interview, like getting better and better at what that looks like, what we ask every time and who we're looking for, our show throughout the the whole interview process, the one-on-one -on -one and then the working interview increased and the quality of candidates that we've gotten have increased as well. So I think just putting the hiring funnel in place and continuing to do it and continuing to improve it. Um, now we're continuously have enough people who and great people and need more work. So I think Carlos had mentioned the marketing stuff that's what we're really going after now is is the more clients and growth. The second piece that I resisted was the first of the month billing on auto pay. <laughs> and I saw somebody ask about it in the group today. It's just a similar thing. And um, and I remember finally bit the bullet and got everybody on auto pay, like going into 2023, like, hey, it's the new year. Like we're doing this. And I just dreaded doing that, dreaded changing it. And yeah, just no pushback. And like, People, yeah, people just went on board. Hey, how do you want us to pay you? Here's our information. And we got it all set up. And it has just been like, I used to spend so much time like worrying about when it was going to come in, wondering if I had connected the right invoice with the right payment because I was still doing the, the bookkeeping stuff. Like, not again, that led into not being clear on our numbers, not being able to assess what our actual cost of goods sold are. Um, yeah. So that's another big thing that you coach on that I resisted. And 
still, I confess, we still make exceptions and they always get us, you know, we made another <laughs> exception to it and it doesn't go well. So it's just the, just those things. I think the, the thing of like, do what you do well, know the service you provide, know what it costs, set it up in a system. And like you say that not just to make our lives easier, but because it works, it works really well. It makes it healthy. And then we continue to provide a great service for those that uh, agree to that and come on board with our processes and they're good clients for us. And we become a really good contractor for them. Um, cause we have seen, this is how it works best for all of us for peace of mind and for maximizing our time. So, oh, and how did I get there? I, I think just hitting my head against the wall. Like finally, one of your coaches just said, how much time do you spend thinking about this all the time? How much time do you th- spend thinking I should do that thing? I should do that thing. I should. And I was like, she just showed me the value of my time and the mental space that it took resisting it and just said like then you know just put it in place maybe took like an hour but how many hours before then Hmm. did i spend and how much value is that to us of saying i'm gonna do a workaround or i'm gonna worry about it (laughs) so just just do it and then again like just that ability if it doesn't work or if we need to adjust it we'll do that later you know but just kind of do it and let it work for you man i really appreciate that uh julie and i'll give I mean, that was great, Clean Nation. I'll give my kind of little two cents. I think my favorite part about that is just the unintended consequences of, well, I didn't do it and I kind of do this and you look back and I think we don't see how things are related to one another. So um, you did a great job of like, well, we didn't do the interview every week. Our show rate went down. It's like, well, I didn't expect that to happen. I thought maybe, well, we only do an interview because we need people, but it's like, well, we want to have a good show rate. And when you called the people and said, Hey, we need to get paid in advance. I'm always thinking about cash flow. And you're like, just the emotional stress of having to collect money all the time. So it's just cool how when you've got a good system, if you follow it, it all works together. So I just, I like kind of a business looking like an organism. And I think sometimes we have, we think everything's independent of itself and I can make this decision and maybe it'll hurt me here, but we don't understand the second order consequences. Um, But the good side of that is when you make good decisions, you know, maybe you thought, you know, you were just going to get the benefit of, I don't have to worry about cash all the time, but the second order consequence that you may not have expected is your bad debt goes to zero. Um, you don't have to spend any time. Your cash flow is better. Like, you know, if you're doing, I don't know what you guys are doing, but just say you're a $50,000 a month company and, you know, 10% of it comes at the beginning of the month, 40% of it comes throughout the month. The other 50% comes, or the other 30% comes in the month after, and then the remaining 20% comes in the month after that. That will wreak havoc on your cash flow as opposed to it's the second of the month. I got fifty-two thousand dollars in my bank today, right? So I just love how you kind of put that together. How everything touches everything else, positively or negatively. And when you when you follow a system that's working, you get a bunch of second order consequences that are ben- to your benefit, whether you understand them or not. And when you follow a different system that, that isn't effective, all these second order consequences are going to touch everything else, whether you like it or not. So that's just really a great way to wrap how you started. You're like, I knew I had some things that were working, but we couldn't grow and it wasn't scalable. And I didn't know why. And then you started doing the systems. You're like, oh, I'm starting to see how this does that and does that and does that. Um, that's all I had. Any to wrap a bow on it, anything you want to say to Clean Nation, any value that you can bring or words to the wise or encouragements or warnings that you want to shout out? Uh, I would say I, I was just thinking of one thing. Um, you know, I have like this kind of love hate relationship with. Um, well, used to. I, I do see the value now in uh, hiring uh, core value match employees, um, and based on our core values, uh, there is a degree of training that happens. But we we do have great people that we've hired 
throughout that process and even our training system when it comes to just like reminding ourselves too that we uphold ourselves to those core values but also the people that that work for us as well that's been helpful and and at first i didn't see value in that but i think now that i see like we have amazing people but it's also because we hold them to those core values as well it's frustrating. It's one of those things, but if you don't have a core value match people, you don't see the value in it. And then once you have core values match people, are like, oh, I don't understand how I can get anything done without it. So it's uh, definitely mm-hmm. one of those things. Anything to add to wrap us up, Julie? Um, yeah. And with that, there's there was freedom to revisit our core values. If we had matches, but we weren't getting the work done that we need to, we revisit, make sure the core values are really what we what we need. Um, and then also just the, the community that you're a part, like that we were a part of within next level is is really beneficial we love like not just the coaching that we received from you and your team but the peer-to-peer um encouragement and and tips and ability to reach out like it just i really like um you know definitely value and just are grateful for that community like we we gained so much from the people that we were like peers with as well so and it's and it's fun to sell encourage people and, and celebrate them as they celebrate you when you take those those hard steps and shift the mindsets and you see see us all going in the right direction so who you choose to spend your time with has a ton to do with the uh the way you experience your life so so proud to have you guys as graduates of of our program all right guys gals if that's been valuable growingcleaningcover.com's got all the free stuff that you need i think there's over a thousand podcasts um the facebook community all sorts of stuff check it out now see you there well here we are the end of the podcast and you made it great job uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.